everyone, and welcome to Issues of Wrestling. Before we begin, we need to start on a somber note, unfortunately, as we found out Wednesday this week that we lost one of the all-time greats in pro wrestling, the hardcore icon himself, Terry Funk. So before we jump into, jump into this week's topic, we're going to ring the bell ten times in the honor of a fallen legend. Thank you, everyone. Okay, so Jared, this week we're talking about championships and what they mean in modern wrestling. Do they mean as much as they used to? Do they mean more? Where do we go from here? And are there too many? So, Jared, your opinion, what do you think modern championships, where do they stand? Modern champions, uh, it's just very difficult to explain on where they stand currently because if you look more towards back in the early 2000s and 90s, you've seen that it truly meant something more to the audience. But nowadays, when you look at a champion, no matter what it is, it seems like it's more difficult to make it mean something to the fans compared to how more easier it was in the early 2000s and 90s. So, I mean, in, in your respect, do they matter as much as they did to you when you were growing up? Absolutely, to 100%. To you, okay. So, do you think there are too many right now? Do you think we're too overpopulated, with at least on mainstream wrestling? On the mainstream wrestling, I believe, in my personal opinion... When we're looking at WWE, they have the just right amount. But when you look at, let's say, AEW, I believe they have too many championships. Unless they get a brand split, which like maybe is happening with Punk picking who's on his show um, soon. I think I think you're right. They do have a one belt too many. But uh, you know what, Jared? You want to bring another voice for this week? You want to bring in somebody that knows a thing or two about championships? Um, I think we should, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a man who has won a whole lot of championships all around the Midwest. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Banks, what do you want to call him? John Boy, whatever you want to call him. John Boy, how are we doing, buddy? How are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. So let me let me ask you, as someone who has won belts on the independent level here in the area, do you what do you think is the modern value of a championship in wrestling? I mean, it all just depends on the way you look at it. Now, if you're, like, on an independent scene like I am technically right now, yeah. um, when you win your first independent championship, whether it's a tag team championship, the main car championship, it means a lot because that could be the farthest you ever go. So now, I mean, with that being said, like, say if I was – I see Jared has the PWE logo in the background. <laughs> say if I was to walk into PWE and win the heavyweight title tomorrow, that would mean the world to me just because I'm – I made it to the top of the independent scene in my eyes. Okay. You know, so like it, that's, that's if I would go to any other company and like 
win their heavyweight title. It would mean, I, I was on the top for a little bit. You know, I, I, I could say that. Like, I was on the top. So that definitely would mean a lot to me. Now, I was hearing you guys talk about, like, WWE and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, with WWE, I think they have the right amount of the championship. But I don't think it means as much to them now as it used to back in the day. Okay. Because back well, in the day, back in the day, they had less championships, so it was harder to get your hands on those championships. But I mean, they also didn't have the brand split. I mean, you technically can't win a belt on SmackDown when you're on Raw, but we all know that doesn't really work that way. Yeah. But, but so that leads to my next question: Is when do you think, in either in your lifetime or in the history of wrestling, the belts mattered the most, John? I would I would say right as that we first had the brand split, like when when we first really? did the first that ever recently. draft, when we did the first ever draft, you know, when Eric Bischoff and Ric Flair was up there drafting their drafting their guys. I think right at that point, that's when everyone had to go out there and be like, I need to, I need to win this belt. I need to be the top guy on this show. That way, I can stay on this show. They don't get rid of me. Because at that point, it was kind of like how with COVID hit. At that point, they were seeing who they wanted to keep and who they didn't want to keep. So I think the championships back then rather than like back in the attitude era when they had like the hardcore title and now they brought that 24 seven title in a title that, I mean, I like the fact that it's there for like the little guys, but at the same time, like I figured like right there when they first did that brand split, cause they was making new, new titles. They was making SmackDown championships and a different heavyweight championship. They, was, they brought the U S over there. So I figured with that being said, those guys had to go on that show and make their name known. That's so was pushing harder to get to those titles. Okay, and and Jared, I mean, what era, what time do you think they met them and those to you anyway, or in in general? Uh, to me, I think the last time the titles were important or, quite frankly, actually mattered was, I'd say, probably about two years after the WWE purchased WCW. It's just in my personal opinion because that's okay. when you started seeing – a whole bunch of them start focusing on certain divisions and certain titles. Okay. See, I'm going to go a different way with that because I think the invasion time is when you had the most diluted before you had the brand split because the brand split had to happen because you had so many belts and you had so much talent. But I'm going to go with that golden age of when I was a kid, because everything's better when, from when you were a kid, right? Of that mid to late 80s when you had Hogan and Savage or Hogan and Perfect yeah. or Bre- Warrior or Bret Hart as the IC champion, as the working, as the working champion. And on the other side, you had Flair with Sting or Luger or Wyndham as the U.S. champ. And you had the, the Brain Busters or Demolition or LOD as the tag champs. Those belts were hard to come by. You had to really be cream of the crop, to quote the Macho Man, to get those belts. So for right. me, championships meant the most in that era. I think the most devalued they were was the end of the first brand split, when like the, the lines totally merged and you had everyone in every show, and you had all these championships. And and as far as AEW goes, I mean, I don't think we need a trios belt in the United States. I get that it could be a huge thing in Mexico, but a trios belt and a mid-card women's belt, which I think it would be a great thing if done properly. And they did Jade Cargill well, but they haven't done much for Chris Statlander. See, I think, but I think AEW is doing okay with their titles only because 
they do have Ring of Honor coming in. They do got New Japan coming in. So you got all yeah. these other roster members coming in that leave you up more people. So, but you also you also bring in their belts. You bring in yeah. the Ring of Honor belts, and you, I mean, for example, Wembley Stadium, Adam Cole and MJF in the main event for the for the AEW Championship, and on the pre-show for the ROH Tag Belts. It's like how where, where do you draw the line, Jared? What I mean? Do you what do you agree with me? Disagree? What do you think? No, I disagree. I don't okay. think AEW is doing a very good job with handling their titles. Look at the trios title. They're just giving anybody and everybody an opportunity. There's no actual storyline within okay. that. They need more faction for that. For those but I, I will tell you this. They're doing a lot better job, and you, you weren't around, so you wouldn't know. Hell, John, but I'm not sure if you were around when WCW had six-man belts. And those were just given to any three random people. So at yeah. least at least every champion that has been AEW Trios champion has been from a faction at least. Yeah, but you have to also look at AEW just have too many titles. Like when you're looking at their pay-per-view, you'd expect them to be giving one of their quote-unquote main roster titles that opportunity, but yet you're giving their other division roh that opportunity uh, okay but what do you think about like now though like say like for instance the u.s title and the intercontinental title people have not really noticed here recently but then you had um, gunther you had gunther and austin theory come back in and make those titles relevant again now people are starting to care like if, i think gunther made the intercontinental championship back to what it used to be back yes. in the day like 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 he was saying like the Ultimate Warrior, the Hulk Hogan days, they was fighting over the Intercontinental title. That wasn't even the heavyweight championship. They was going yeah. after the Intercontinental title. So now Gunther's making the Intercontinental title prestigious again, and now people are winning that title. See, no. shake your head all you take a, he, He's right. <laughs> shake your head all you want. He's right. Because the IC title has not mattered this much since, like, The Miz was for, his first couple runs with the belt. Mm -hmm. It was a, kind of an afterthought as of late. The U.S. title, Austin Theory's run... Even though he beat John Cena, was they not the ball on him. It, it, it was not the. It best wasn't a run. good. I I don't think it was a good run, but I think it was yeah. a run enough to make the U.S. title known again. Okay. You had All Cena right. come back. You had Cena coming back trying to fight for right. it. You had, you know, the other guys coming in. So I think it made the U.S. title stand out more than what it usually stands out. Well, okay. So that 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 leads directly to my next question. Can you, mid card belts and lower tier titles? I think the best example of it I saw was in the original ECW when RVD was the TV champion for two years and the people were trying to question who's the actual champion. Is it RVD or is it Shane Douglas? Who's the heavyweight champion or mm -hmm. is it RVD who just can't be stopped? So right. can, can a wrestler make a championship and can a championship make a wrestler? Jared. A wrestler makes a champion a wrestler I, 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 I get that i get that but can a belt get a rub off of a super like when john cena did his open challenge back in the u.s title days that did a lot to elevate the u.s title i agree and 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 his run might not have been great but like john boy said winning the u.s title helped austin theory so that you've got the belt getting a rub and a wrestler getting a rub mm, it would be really hard to stand on that because I think it just matters on how 
it's just booked and proceeded. Well, always, yeah. I don't really think... I will say this. A name can elevate a title, but a title can't really elevate a name, per se. I would disagree, though. John, John what okay, do you I think? Would, this is what I think. So, can a wrestler make a champion? It depends on who's the wrestler. Mm-hmm. You, you could go out there and you could be the greatest without a title, but when you put that title on you, you could just be a boring, plain guy. Mm-hmm. My opinion is, what are you going to do to make yourself stand out that you're the champion, that you're that top guy? Now, with champions making wrestlers, I, I, I can also I can see it as you finally get a belt around your around your waist. Now you know you got to work harder. You got to work better. You got to make your name known. You got to keep going. So I, I, I think, yeah, I, I honestly, I think both of those are legit reasons, and both of those, I honestly think, kind of match up there together. Okay. And and on somewhat of the same token, but different aspect of it, do you always need a belt? Because Jake Roberts, you know, uh, Roddy Piper only won two belts in WWE the whole time he was there. Jake Roberts won none. But oh, these guys are. Yeah, these guys are undisputed legends. So it's like, what, what exactly is it that you don't need? Like, you, the, yeah, the Undertaker is not a 17-time champion. Didn't need to be. He won that belt six times. Exactly. That's a lot, sure. But the Undertaker, Roddy Piper, Jake Roberts, never needed to be a champion. So How are you going to make your gimmick? This is the thing. You don't need a title. This is my opinion. Jared might have a different opinion. This is my opinion. You don't need a championship. As long as you can work your gimmick, work the crowd, make sure yourself stands out, make sure those fans don't forget you, and those fans want to keep, keep coming back to see you do your thing and entertain them constantly over and over again, I think that right there can get you high enough up there where you don't need a belt around your waist. You're already like, look at Seth Rollins, for instance. Mm-hmm. He don't. He didn't need a belt. When he won that championship belt, he didn't need it. He, that, was, already that... on, he, he was already on top. He, he was <laughs> over with the fans completely. He did not need the title. No, That's but that opinion. was yeah. That was an example of that belt needing Seth Rollins. You needed someone like Seth Rollins to get that belt over. Yeah, but you. I, I, but at the same time, with Finn and Judgment Day, Finn could have got it over as well. Oh, Finn could have. I mean, I think anyone in that tournament could have gotten over. But you needed someone who was already. You you could not have put that new belt on a first time champion. I think it, it would have had to been somebody who was either a vengeful Finn Balor who was like finally getting his shot to get back as a world champion or a well-established person like Seth Rollins. I don't think you could have given it to Xavier Woods and it, it really gotten over as much as I want Xavier to have a world title run. I think in that instance, the right choice was made. Yeah. I think eventually he'll get his shot though. I hope so. No, yeah, uh, hey, we can hope. Okay. We're going to call you Mr. Disagree. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just looking down on everything, everything. What, so, what do you think on what do you what is your think on Xavier Wood becoming a champion? He'd be a good mid card champion. I just can't see the goofiness of him matching up with Big E's goofiness. As what, about Kofi? what about Kofi though? I am not a fan of Kofi. Well, you're so, wrong. You had Kofi Mania. You had the fans going crazy for Kofi, and that's that's kind of like what I was talking about. You yeah. you had all these people pushing you pushing for Kofi to win the belt, but as soon as he got the belt, where was that momentum? Yeah, and to think that entire movement, that entire thing, is all because Mustafa Ali got hurt. Yep. You know, I still stand on Mustafa Ali deserves his moment in the light. 
Oh, he does. I, I think not, let's not forget how Brock Lesnar ruined that moment for him. Uh, on the day I wrote a letter to WWE personally thanking them for doing that. Well, you're a horrible person. <laughs> okay. So should the design of a belt really matter? Because there was a legendary moment when, when they unveiled the red universal title when Stephanie and Mick Foley did, and it got booed out of the building. And, you know, when, when, when Finn and Seth Rollins were fighting for it, they were saying this belt sucks. And yeah, the red jam belt did kind of suck, but it still was a world title. So should the design matter as much as it does to the, the fans? Should, should it really matter as much? What do you think, John Boy? I, I would say I would say not really, but at the same time, yes. I think you should make your belt somewhat relive the history of the old, like the older older belt. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, people also have to look at it like you're they're out there expecting these belts to come out looking old, like the old fashioned belts that everybody mm-hmm. loves. But they're not going to do it. It's a new age. They're going to make a new new look every, you know, just like that horrible looking belt Daniel Bryan had, you know, like it's it's a new age. So like, I mean, you just have to get over it. <laughs> so I, I guess you're a fan of like the new Japan system of having the old champions' names along the side. You know, the history. I like I like more like the attitude era right before ruthless aggression started hitting. Like those. Okay. Times. All right. So Jared Design should it matter as much as we think it does? Um, not really. I don't think it should matter as much because anywhere you go, the mainstream, their main purpose for that title is branding. And that's what every fan points out. Look at WWE's title just as a W in the center because it's all about branding. Mm -hmm. And then what? They don't point out and, AEW's title at the top of their title. It says well, AEW. Well, see, this is the thing. Like I think too. Like when it comes to that, like when they reveal a new title, people say they don't like it or they like it within one day, within uh-huh. and within the week, it's it's done being talked about. They're talking about that champion at that time. They're not. They're no longer talking about the title. So why does it yeah. matter in that first week? Because, as we discussed in our earlier episode, the internet wrestling fan base is just. Toxic as all hell. But, <laughs> so I, I will say, like, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. This is my controversial opinion. I actually like a lot of the modern WWE championships. I, I like the, the black WWE championship. I'm not a big fan of the blue, the, the blue universal title. Um, I don't really like them, the mustard one because because it looks like a, the color's bad. But I like the new IC. And people dog the tag belts. I, I think they look like tag belts. Oh, look, yeah. look, look, look what he got. Yeah, the Blue Universal, <laughs> he's got it. But anyway, the, the, the tag belts, they look like tag belts with the with the opposing, you know, and Trojan with, soldier with heads. With WWE, how they used to do with, like, Edge and John Cena, and mm-hmm. instead of just making the side plates, why don't you make the main plate represent that champion? Like, you had, like, the spinner belt with John Cena. You had the big R in the middle with, you know, Edge. Mm-hmm. Like, and the Miz with the upside that down. Was different. You had the smoking skull belt. You had the rocks belt. You know, you, like, you had these different belts and made it unique and made it stand out. So I think that yeah, would be yeah. a way that would be a way to get the belt over more. Here's the argument that people go against that. You get the belt over, yes, but you get the person over the belt, and the belt should be what's the focal point. I mean, we all I mean, I, I adore the big gold and the winged eagle and all those belts. I love the winged eagle. Yeah. And like well, people like people bitch and complain 
because the giant WWE logos on the modern belts. And I get that. Yeah, it's fine. But no one complains when UFC does it. You know, UFC belts have big, giant UFC letters on them. And yep. I've not heard anyone say, oh, those are horrible belts. So like, no, because it's the UFC championship. Who cares what it looks like? So that's just, just my opinion. And so, you know, compared to the, like, okay, I hated the spinner. It looked good on one person, John Cena, and it lasted way longer than it should have. There's no reason that Triple H or or Randy Orton should have been carrying around that damn spinner belt. I'm sorry, but no. Your takes tonight are just very atrocious and disgusting. Yes, I get it. I'm old, okay? I don't I'm not hip. I'm not hip. I'm not with it. Okay. I personally love that spinner belt. I don't I think it's mainly because they could change and put their name right there. I'm not a big fan of the side plates that they have on the current title. Really? See? Yes. I I like those. I like the side plates. Because one, it's one more thing they could sell. Because you got those side plates. And I, th- I think the side plates are a lot cooler than the generic nameplate that they used to have. You know, j- just like the, the, the nameplate at the bottom of the belt. Those were cool. But the side plates, that's where it's at for me. Because yeah, you're low. I, I, I have to agree with Jared on this. I was more like, I like more of the main plate instead of the side plate. Okay. I mean, because I, I think your logo is more recognizable on TV than small small print of your name. It may be more recon- recognizable on TV, but I just think it was just more simpler. And I think costing-wise for WWE, mm-hmm. just that one nameplate was better in my eyes. And I think it was just an easy takeaway for it. Okay. All right. So, Jared, I'm going to ask you this next question. I want I want to know. Of all, how about all designs? Your favorite belt, your least favorite, and the belt that doesn't get nearly enough love. I think my favorite belt was Big Goldie. Mm-hmm. The worst belt, I would probably either give it to that retro cruiserweight champion. Which one? The purple one or the or the black one? The, the black one. Oh, the one that Hornswoggle held? Yes. That wasn't so bad, but okay, go ahead. And I think the one that doesn't get enough love would possibly be the yellow Intercontinental. No, not the yellow one. The black strap Intercontinental champion that Drew McIntyre held. Okay, all right. See, now, you're talking about like, like the, uh, the Attitude Era, the oval one? Mm-hmm. I hated that belt so much. That that was mine. I everyone loves that damn belt. I hated. It. I thought it looked. It just it made a lot of dudes like it. It hid like the best part of their abs, and like it 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 just it looked weird on people. I just didn't care for it. My favorite belt of all time. Um, I the 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 final belt before they switched over to the smoking skull. The the big eagle. After the after the uh, the winged eagle. The one that you know that uh, uh, Austin held and Shawn Michael and Shawn Michaels held it. So this was Austin had it, and then The Rock had it, and Mankind had it. I liked the Big Eagle; that was really cool. The belt that gets it a flub, and people hate on this belt. They even talked about a most wanted treasure. Is how ugly the belt was was the WCW TV title. I thought that was a good looking belt. I don't know why people hated it so much. It was simple. It looked great. 
it it, it was it was just disrespected, man. So, John Boy, what do you think? Favorite, least favorite, um, one that deserves more love. Well, I have to agree with you on the Big Eagle. That's my favorite for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst title again, like I mentioned earlier, I think that Daniel Bryan, whatever, eco friendly. That yeah, the eco friendly title. I think that was the worst title ever. That that, that title was ugly. It was stupid looking. And it made no sense. Like, but it, it fit was, the character. Yeah, but at the same time, it fit nobody else. Nobody so, else wore it. <laughs> but it like I I just I don't know. I I never liked that belt. It was just I I, I don't know. It was just like the look, just the look all together, like all around was just I did not like. Okay. And then the title, I will say that. People don't give enough love to. I would say it was the original WWF Cruiserweight title. Oh, the one that he hates. Yeah, yeah. That I, I like that, but I don't see. I, I thought it was a. I liked it better than the purple one. Yeah, I actually got one of the replica uh, championship of the, nice. of the one. So you know, I, what championships mean to me and how I need to be accurate. I will actually because I I buy two K every year. You know, I even bought the god awful 2K20, but I will, I will, I will go, I will, I will, I will go into the game if there's a title change into the universe mode, and I will change the who the champion is so that my roster is always accurate, as in who is the champion. And then you know, I'm a we, Jared's been on the show, but for a while now, we did an episode about action for collecting. I will go and I have all the belts. I will go and I will change the titles onto the different figures if I have it of who's the current champion. So, well, see, that's, I mean, that's a show you guys should have had me on because I collect a lot of figures. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, hey, Jared, Jared's seen one of my little auctions on Facebook. He knows. Hey, we we're, may we're have. Going, we're, yeah. May have a part two in the future. Yeah, we're going back to that for sure. There's lots of meat on that bone for sure. All right. So, th- this might be a controversial topic or subject, but I really want to ask everybody what they think. John Boy, should independent wrestling companies use mainstream titles either to straight up use them or alter them because i cannot tell you how many companies i've seen use a generic big gold or get like the undisputed championship from wwe and like paint put a sticker or paint their logo over the wwf section so i mean if if done right if, if done right is it okay or should it be avoided you think my honest opinion no yeah. they shouldn't be used only because that's a title you you see on TV all the time. Like you know what they look like. You know where they came from. People are going to yeah. look at your company and be like, "Oh, that's not a their belt. That's a WWE belt, or that's a WCW belt." Now yeah. I get it if you're a promotion, like you're a promoter and you're just starting and you just need belts for the meantime and you want to paint over them and make them look different. I get that, you know. But don't use it as a full time thing. Use it for a little bit just to get you know get your champions noticed or who your champions are going to be, and then get rid of it and get the actual title in there. Okay. So, I mean, even if they like, like paint it or repurpose it, like, no, just it should be avoided. I mean, it all depends on how you paint it. If you can make it look not like that original belt, then sure. But if, if you're going to go out there and try to spray paint over it and you can still tell it's the big gold, then yeah. no, don't use it. <laughs> See, my, my thing is, I think it's okay if you use an obscure enough belt. Because I've seen some indie companies, like I said, use the big gold. And I've seen some companies use, like, Japanese titles. And I think that's because – not. I've, I mean, seen, I've seen people use the NWA title at a couple of them, you know. Yeah. Like, big gold. Like I, uh, I know there was a company around our area at one point that was using the, one of the big gold titles. Yeah, for, one of for their women's title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
So, I mean, I, like I said, I can understand why you would do it, but at the same time, you should definitely uh, at least put like your logo on it or at least do something to make it look a little bit different. It's 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 very uh, very independent wrestling. I'll give it. I'll tell. I'll just say that, <laughs> in, in in the worst possible way, I suppose. So, Jerry, what do you think? I don't really have an issue with it, as long as it doesn't look too familiar to the ones that they are using on TV at the active time. I've seen some beautiful paint jobs that look like brand new belts that just has the base of a known championship. I've seen, I've seen ones here locally. I've seen ones out there in La La Land or wherever. And it's just, it's unbelievable how, how good some of these paint jobs are. But yeah, if, if, if I was starting, you know, Christopher Miles independent wrestling, I definitely would want to start with new fresh belts, but that's just me. You know, I just think they just shouldn't, be using the ones that are actively being used on TV. I think if they are retired, yeah, of course, give them a good paint job, make them look different. But that's just where I kind of stand on that. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I had to put my phone in the phone charger. That's okay. So I guess another question I have is what are your thoughts, so Jared, of like gimmicky championships, the hardcore title, the 24-7 title, the Iron Man heavy metal weight championship, which I am a former champion, by the way, as everyone knows. I am a DDD Pro, DDT Pro, Iron Man heavy metal weight champion. Are those uh, go ahead? I have personally never been a fan of the gimmicky championships. I have always said that. There's just no purpose to them. They're played off as a joke. They only last a year. If it lasts a, more than a year, congratulations. But is it still over? How much longer can you continue keeping it going? So these gimmicky champions, I, they just do not have that longevity interest with majority of fans, specifically myself. Like the 24-7, it was a good idea at first. But two, three months down the line, we're seeing the same people. I don't it really care it. for that anymore. Uh, unless you're R-Truth. R-Truth won that belt a thousand times, and I, I would still be happy because R-Truth is a national treasure, goddammit. So, <laughs> so, John, what do you think? Gimmicky belts, good, good for the business, bad for the business? So, or hard, with the hardcore championship, I think I loved it. You know, like I loved the hardcore championship only because back then, you had a lot of those hardcore guys. You had a lot of guys that would go out there and wouldn't care about getting hit in the head with chairs, wouldn't care about, you know, going through tables. You know, you had all that. Like you had, you know, let's see, you had Crash Holly, Hardcore Holly. You had Kane out there. You had Bradshaw, uh, Ron Simmons out there at the time. You had, you know, a you had of, Undertaker as Undertaker a former hardcore Kane, champion. You, know, like you had all them guys out there, so, and they were all willing to do it. So at that point in time, and especially with them giving it to Mick Foley right off the bat, giving it to mankind like i think that was perfect like that at that point in time the hardcore title was i think was a perfect we was something that we didn't see before you know it was different like you would have you know instead of just your typical wrestling every night you would have hardcore matches every night and then when they made it to 24 7 the rule the 24 7 then the storyline got better you had people fighting in you know bars and playground equipment and you know, it made it really awesome, and it was different. Like I said, it was different. It was new. It was new to all of us. So we were seeing something new coming to it. So at that point, yes, with the twenty four seven title now, when that first came out, 
I didn't like it. But then like with our truth, you said with them being, you know, just being our truth. I think he made that stand out really good. But then over time after, you know, it was kind of like Jared kind of said there, it was the same people over time, over time, over time. And the story just got boring. Like it was the same people chasing our truth. There's our truth dropping at the same people. Then the title changes didn't even make sense. And then, you know, it just got boring. They yeah, were like, I mean, and I think they was trying to do, I think they was trying to do like the hardcore title, but in a PG way and it just didn't work out for them. Yeah. And I mean, I could have watched R-Truth and Drake Maverick do their thing for a while, but it was going to eventually get stagnant because, mm-hmm. but so I, I guess that ties in again to the next question is, I, you know, title change for the sake of comedy. You know, we, we had the, all the hardcore shenanigans with, you know, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson in dresses. And, you know, Crash Holly was, you know, rest in peace, was amazing as the Houdini of hardcore. And uh, all that with the 24-7 title is a championship based solely on levity. I mean, how much of the 24-7 championships uh, act of time were you enjoying it, Jared? Um, not that long, really. Uh, it's like, it has to really make a big impact when they first introduce it. That's what they missed out on. And so, yeah, so, they, so having the, the, uh, the mad scramble that Titus O'Neil grabbed, just grabbed the belt and was the champion. That was where it went off the rails for you? Rob Gronkowski. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Gronk winning the belt. So, John Boy, you know, with the with the comedy of it, I, I know you're a guy that likes comedy. Uh, how much of that of the of how long were you entertained for for it with it? See, I was entertained pretty much up until the point where, like, when our truth was like all about the belt being his baby. It's his baby. He always has to watch over his baby, and he was making TikTok videos and he was doing parodies to Old Town Road, you know, talking about the championship. Once he stopped doing that. And once it was like this constant repeat of our truth drops to this person and our truth gets it back, then our truth drops to this person. And then them doing the same, like same backstage segment, the same run in the ring segment. Like that's when I think it started getting boring. Pretty much, I would say after about the fifth time our truth held it, it just got boring after that. Okay. So multiple time champions versus long term champions. Uh, do you think that what, what do we what do we need more of? Do we need Roman Reigns type reigns, where the guy just holds on to it into perpetuity, or do you think you could still get the same effect with shorter reigns? Because I think personally that Roman's done a lot for the Universal and WWE Championships holding them together for this long. But I don't know. What do you think? Long title reigns, good short ones, John Boy. I just think it all depends on who you who you put the title on. Like with Roman and Gunther, for instance, they're guys that can keep those titles relevant and they can keep those titles important. And then, you know, like the tag team championships, I think should be, you know, held a short amount of time only because you have, you don't have that many or longer amount of time. I think the tie, uh, sorry, I'm getting tongue tied over here, but that's all right. The tag, the tag titles, I think, should be held longer because you have less tag teams than you do single competitors. Jared? Repeat the question. (laughs) Okay, what is better for a championship? Long Roman Reigns-type dominant runs or competitive 
fields with lots of guys getting shots and runs? I would say it depends on the division. The main okay. title, long title reigns. Mid-card titles, okay. I'd say about a year, two months, a year and two months at most. Okay. All right, and you actually mentioned, John Boy, and my next question, which is turning to tag team wrestling. Steve Austin said in an interview once that if you're not in wrestling to be the WWF champion, then get out of it. And Bubba Ray Dudley retorted, like, what's wrong with being the tag team champions if you're a tag team wrestler? You're a guy that's held tag gold. So, I mean, do you think you could have, I mean, would you be happy with your career if you were a tag team wrestler? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, it all depends on how, it all, in my eyes, it just depends on how you create that tag team. How's that tag team standing out? Are you going to go out there and be like the Hardy's Edge and Christian and Dudley Boys where people are going to remember your tag team, you know, for the rest of their life? So, yeah, I believe, I honestly believe if you have the right team and you do the right stuff to make that team be what it is, then, yes, you could be, you could, you, you could go out there and just be that tag team wrestler and still be inducted into the Hall of Fame, still, you know, still do all this without holding that main champion. But here's that caveat, Hardy's, Edge and Christian, Dudley's, description of Devon, Every single one of those guys was a singles world champion. So, I mean, they did go out and get singles world championships at the same time. Now, I will yeah. say, LOD, I think it's the but, prime example of a team that always, they, they had a brief breakup, but they never yeah, feuded. They never did singles. But LOD is LOD. When people say Hawk and Animal, they don't mention Hawk or Animal. They say Hawk and Animal. Yeah. They were a tag team. So I, I think if, if you choose to have your legacy be a tag team, if you are, you know, the LOD, if 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 you are the Rougeos, even though someone might become a Mountie, you know, because I mean, I re I remember growing up in the eighties, the 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 best singles wrestlers sprung from tag teams, Bret Hart from the Hart Foundation, Shawn Michaels mm -hmm. from the Rockers. So I guess Jared, though it's you, can you build a legacy on a tag being a tag team wrestler? Oh, one hundred percent, you can. Mm -hmm. It's about look at uh trying to think well that wouldn't be a good example because one of them accomplished a lot more than the other ones but you can definitely be in the hall of fame or whatever mountain you want as a tag team if you leave that impact like look at the new day they've quote-unquote called themselves the top guys as a tag team, look at the Usos. They haven't had singles gold. They've only had tag team gold. Well, I mean, Jay had a brief run. He had a, a go. Then, he had a, I mean, a go. And then earlier, you mentioned like Edge and Christian and holding the holding the like the heavyweight title, being singles thing. You got to think though, before that TLC match, do you think if that TLC match didn't happen, that their names would be as big as they are today? Oh no, N none of those six guys. It, Matt, Jeff, Edge, Christian, Bubba, Devon would have gotten to where they got in the industry. And, you know, p people will say that, you know, oh, well, what did Devon do? Devon did a hell of a lot. Go to hell. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I mean, uh, there are star-making performances in everything. In anything. I mean, I I'm sure there are, there are pops you got for matches, John, that you were like, yeah, we had them. We had them. We had them right here.
you know. Yeah, I mean, so, we got we got big big pops, and you know, I think over time, me and Crispy, you know, we got the Sabotage Squad name known in this area. But yeah. like, say if me and him would hit hit the road and we would go to Wisconsin or Nebraska or something like that, people out there, we would have to look at it different ways. Like, we know we're over out here. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to get ourselves over out there? And that's one thing like Edge and Christian Northern did. They was able to get over everywhere. And that's like that's the whole thing with the tag team. I think as long as you can get your name out there for everyone to know and be able to stand out over them Seagull competitors, like at one time, like at that time, people were talking about the tag titles. They wasn't talking about the Intercontinental title. They wasn't talking about, you know, the U.S. title. They was talking about the tag team championship. Yes, yes. In 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 that early 2000s era, with those teams, and add, even add in like the the, the late stage New Age Outlaws. Yeah, you had the you see it back then. You had like the New Age Outlaws, Dudley Christian Dudley. Yeah. You had the Headbangers. You had you know you had multiple tag teams. So all them tag teams like they were making those belts stand out there to people. Mm-hmm. The the to to me, at in in that there's two time frames, in the Heart Foundation Demolition era, and in that era that the world singles title and the world tag titles were at a par. Mm-hmm. You both could call yourselves the, the top guys. Yeah. So, Jared, what do you think? Was there ever a time where the tag belts were equal to the singles world title? It's hard to tell. I would say there was at least one time. And I can't really think of the year, but I definitely want to say... It was either the Hardys' second run as tag team champions. Mm-hmm. I'd want to say it was around that time where it was equal to the heavy, the main champion because a lot of people can kind of degrade the tag team division mm-hmm. because there's, quote-unquote, it's easier with two people, which I'd say it's never easier. No. 100% not, but... I'd say tag team people work more harder than singles, just in my opinion. And they always have to climb these mountains. And when you look at the tag titles, it's like, it's gold. I specialize in tag team division. That is That has always been my main focus, looking at pretty deadly and being different. You can even look at the indie scene, look at uh, AEOU. For instance, I believe a lot of indie people as well look at the tag team champions as that main goal. Yeah, so I mean, if, in, in, if, you're, in, if you're a tag team, if you're a tag team and tag team workers, you know your your main focus is to win those tag team titles. You're not yeah. worried about the heavyweight championship. No. In your eyes, that tag team title is your heavyweight championship. So this is funny because Jared and I talked about this on a personal note, I think a couple of shows ago. So John. This is not any kind of pressure, but I want to get your opinion. Okay. Is there is there money in a John Boy Crispy feud? It's happened. It's actually. But it's I know, happened. but but you guys are you guys are as are arguably more over now than you were then. You're super hot right now. Do you think it could happen now, and would it get over? I think so. Okay. I think so, only because I have a, a bigger following than I did back then when you know when me and him had our first fallout. Which you know, brothers fight, we fight, we get over it, but. Uh, when we had our first fallout, you know, we was just getting started there for a little bit. And now I think with us having a bigger following that definitely, you know, Crispy brings in 20, 30 people to a show. I bring in about the same amount. And I think, you know, if people see, oh, no, John Boy and Crispy are going at it, you're going to have, you know, all the people that come to all these shows to see us as it is, 
yeah. coming to see that. And I think that would make money and draw money. And I honestly think it would even help boost the merchandise sales because people would be like, oh, this could be the last Avatar Squad shirt, you know? And <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do think if there was a feud between me and Crispy, which Crispy, if you see this, just know I'd, I'd win. Um, but if there was ever a feud between me and him, yeah, I think I think it would be worth some money. Same mm. as say, like, like a team that Jared said earlier, AELU. If those two were to break up, that would be money. Oh yeah, for sure. That, that, that would that, break that, my I, heart. I think I think that, I think that I think that would be a uh, an independent version of the Michael Janetti feud. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay, I know the answer in my opinion. It because I'm gonna say it right now. It'll never work. It'll never happen. But if you took almost like a, a new NWA, and you took the biggest indie in each region. And had them agree to to recognize a single independent wrestling champion. Okay, could it could it, is it even feasible for it to work, or is it just too many egos on the wrestler side and the promoter side? Jared, what do you think? I think there's uh, the way you said it. Too many. That's that's you. You you don't have to be that nice. There are an extremely a lot of egos, and it would never work unfortunately but i think i think we could get everyone there but once yeah. we got there the egos would start and then it would just go from hell to my guy's going over no my guy's going over exactly exactly yeah, yeah. i mean and that's the cl- when you slide a little 20 dollar bills to mr christopher miles because you know hey hey I, I am not that cheap okay sorry johnny banks does a difference oh no (laughs) he knows things all right so i I think it's time i think we've done enough i think we've really broke the topic down we've had a good time so before we get out of here john boyd what do you want to plug uh your socials if you're selling shirts anywhere let's let us know what's going on uh you can follow me on facebook you can follow me on instagram i don't really know the links right off the top of my head Eh, Um, i'm not very social media smart it took me a minute to even get into here um, yeah, that's all right. But you can catch, you know, me and Chris do the Sabotage Squad. You know, we will be, we're not, we don't know who we're facing it or if we're even on the card, but we both will be there this Saturday in Centralia, Illinois for PWE Ride on the Range. We'll be there. Um, you can check us out at, we're going to be doing a show with IEW in Granite City. Uh, Sabotage Squad is doing a little return thing there on September 16th. Um, but mostly all pro wrestling epic shows. That's where we're at. You know, right. wherever pro wrestling epics at, we're at. You know, and as you can see, Jared's background—that's the place to be. So, <laughs> as, as the senior official, I should say yes. It is an amazing place to work and be. <laughs> but uh, John Boy, thanks so much. You've been a great guest, and we're going to have you back when we talk more about toys the next time. Okay, or another topic because you've been wonderful, man. So have a good night. Thank Sounds you. Good. Follow Sabotage Squad on Facebook, by the way, as well. We always will. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks. All right, so Jared, man, what do you think? I think that was a good topic. We had a good talk, right? That was a wonderful topic, wonderful talk with Johnny Boy, John Boy. It's 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 nice when when wrestlers are passionate about the industry, isn't it? Absolutely. It's I would definitely say it's rare to come around seeing wrestlers that are actually really passionate and still have those dreams, you know. All right. Well, on that note, Jared, what do you want to plug? Where are you going to be at, brother? Uh, this Friday, I'll, uh, this Friday, I'll be at the pageant seeing Undertaker show this Saturday, right at the range at Greenview Golf Club in Centralia, Illinois, presented yeah. by Pro Wrestling Epic. Epic. 
and I'll be there. All right. And uh, hey, you could see me this Friday. I'll not be at the Taker Show. I'll be at Russell Max in Columbia, Illinois at Turner Hall. And I'll also be at that Pro Wrestling Epic Show, Centralia, Illinois at Greenview Golf Course. And I'll be this coming September 24th at South Valley Athletic Club for Glory Pro Wrestling. You can follow Jared and I on for the show at IWW underscore podcast on it's still Twitter. I'm not calling it X, okay? It's still Twitter and X. Instagram. It's it's not fuck Elon Musk at IWW underscore podcast. You can follow just me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at one underscore two underscore three miles. You can buy this lovely t-shirt and many others including the brand new bald refs are the best refs and pro wrestling save my life t-shirts at postlingtees.com slash christopher miles so until next time for jared shannon i'm christopher miles and we've got issues with wrestling <laughs>